Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we break down one of their records. We get into the music, lyrics, artwork, and everything in between. And we're in good season right now. We are we are smack dab in the middle of good season on the podcast. And um, yeah, while you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. All the social media is at, As- is at Asinine Radio. Go give us a follow. And if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler and way out there hundreds of miles away is Jeff. Uh, so what are we doing today? What are we doing today on uh, on the podcast? We're doing the Wednesday Drag Queens from Planet 13 and their album Horrifier. Oh. This is fun already. Yep. And this is fun already. Yep. All right. So yeah, we're doing Horrifier from uh, Wednesday 13. This record just came out last year. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, this, I, this is, this is good season. I've been wanting to do Wednesday 13 for a long time. Uh, we did Frankenstein drag Queens a f- couple years ago, I believe. And, uh, you loved it obviously. And, uh, you loved listening to all nine of his solo records this week, right? Did I like it? You loved it. Mm, I wouldn't say I liked it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. It was interesting. I had, I had a good time. It was, it was something different i guess, <laughs> I guess. all right well then know. what's your um what's your origin story with uh the wednesday 13s i mean like my origin stories i as growing up i you know i saw him in the concert and he was my no like always my fucking origin stories you're dumbass <laughs> listening to this shit and i've been hating it for just as long Decades. as i've known you like it's, it's <laughs> you know. essentially like it's the, the day we met i already fucking hated this band and this group and this artist and everything about it so yeah. yeah, yeah, you have. That's it. But things right. have changed. Things Think, have changed over the last couple of years. Things have changed, not dramatically. Well, I guess actually dramatically. Like never, after we graduated high school, I never in a million years would have thought that would be owning a Wednesday 13 on the vinyls. <laughs> like that's just, that's fucking, you know what I mean? That's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. I never thought you would own one either. And then you you surprised me. Surprised, you surprised you. me. I kept it a secret. You, I kept it a hush. You kept it a secret, and you sent me that picture, and I was blown away. Fucking blown away that you bought this record. That was a never, good day. Never. That was a fucking good day. I bought BT Bam's Alaska, and I bought uh, yeah Wednesday Thirteen Horrifier. <laughs> that is a good fucking day, man. Yep. It's a good day to be a bad guy. It's a good I guess. day to be a bad um, guy. I've never dragged you to one of his shows, have I? I don't think so. No, I I'm, would remember hating that. Did I? I've seen him more than I would say any band I've ever seen. More than Bouncing Souls with you, more than I mean I seriously think I think I've seen him more than any any other band. That's incredible. Because his shows are always really cheap and they're a ton of fun. And I've dragged I had to have t- I had to have dra- drug you at some point because I've I've taken everybody else. I've dragged everybody else to their concerts. Annie, Tammy, um, fucking Chris, Sean. Like I've taken everybody. Who, um, who else like likes this that 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 we know that I know? <laughs> no, Jessica. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was. I mean, really, for years, the only whenever I would go see him, her and I would go. You know, and that's kind of how we kept our friendship alive for years. Was like we go see Wednesday every few months or once every six months or something. You know, so 
not so much in recent years, but yeah, I mean, she's the only one I know outside of like some internet friends and people I've met at Wednesday 13 shows that I know who like him, you know? So I don't know. My origin story is uh, the Murder Dolls. You know, when the first record came out, being a huge Slipknot fan, being a huge Joey Jordison fan, he I found out, oh my God, he plays guitar in a band that's nothing like Slipknot. And I went out and bought the CD at where, fucking Best Buy. Took my grandma to go buy this for me at Best Buy when I was like a freshman in high school or sophomore. And uh, I remember I we went we got back to we got back to my grandparents' house. I put this in my CD player or put the first Murder Doll CD player in my CD in my CD player. Slip my wrist came on, and that first drum beat came in, and I was instantly hooked on Wednesday Thirteen. And I've just been an absolute huge fucking fan ever since. So when Horrifier came along, I just I did I do love this record. It's not my favorite. It's Six out of nine for me, you know, it's six out of the nine records, six B. But um, but I do love this record. It's it's definitely way it's definitely one of his more heavier records. He's ditched a lot of the camp, which is fine. I mean, he still makes good heavy music. Um, but I mean, on a surface level, that's my that's my first impression on this record. What's your first impression on Horrifier? What did what did your grandparents think when you bought this shit? Or did they well, say anything? Do you have any memories of them? Like like what the fuck is this? So the 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 original album cover to that first Murder Dolls record it wasn't like offensive it was just like like a doll like on a like on a table like being like having surgery it was like really it's a really stupid album cover it's a terrible album cover so it do, it doesn't look offensive um I just kind of explained oh Murder Dolls it's like a joke band you know I just kind of explained it away oh don't worry about the parental <laughs> advisory my mom's okay with that oh yeah um, which she wasn't <laughs> <laughs> which I I did get in trouble for buying that CD uh, when I was a sophomore in high school. Come on, dude, I was fucking fifteen, and you're worried about a parental advisory yeah, sticker. We were slinging Fuck f bombs and fucking like all throughout high school. We're yeah, we're slinging a lot, a lot of shit. worse. Yeah, a whole lot worse. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. So that's how I got away with it, and I bought a lot of CDs I wasn't allowed to get through my grandparents because they didn't care. Oh, yeah. Or I was able to convince them otherwise. But anyway, yeah. What's your what's your um, first impressions on Horrifier? That's what we're doing. We're not doing murder dolls. We um, I I don't remember what it was, but we had talked about. I think we talked about it's a good day to be a bad guy, right? That was like the first single. Yeah, it was the first song that came out. Yeah, and then I think Horrifier came out after that, and both of those songs were actually like, yeah, these are fucking good. But it's a good day to be a bad guy. Like that was the one that really. Like that's a dude. That's a pop punk song through and through. It's just heavier. Yeah. But damn, it's so fucking catchy, and it's just, it has every little trick that I love about pop punk in there. And <laughs> I was hooked. I was really hooked, and I was really intrigued. And I ended up listening to the record. I think I listened to it one time. And I was like, you know what? If this is even like because this is back when I was buying like records. I don't care. And I was like, if this is even remotely good, if this is even like a, a one point five or above, I'm gonna fucking buy this because. Like a, it'll surprise Tyler, and B, that yeah. song is fucking amazing, and I'll, I'll, I'll happily listen to twenty minutes of bullshit to get to that song, because I think that is his best song. That's my favorite song by him. I mean, it's a really, really good song. I think it's this stupid. Is, it's good. one of, it's one of his best solo songs. Top ten. It's unreal. Top like, ten he solo could songs. Do a song like that this late in his career after having done a lot of, at least like decent pop punk stuffs. 
Yeah, and 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 fun thing to note about this record, a lot of the more modern Wednesday Thirteen records, he he co-writes several of the songs with Roman, the other guitar player in the band, and uh, this this song, "Good Day to Be a Bad Guy," is solely written by Wednesday, and he throws it back to the Fang Bang era, man. He throws it back to the pop punk, the catchier, the campier shit. I mean, the lyrics are just fucking ridiculous, um, and it, yeah, like you said, it's it's just it's so much fun to sing. It's, I just love the th- how th- how good of a throwback song this is, and it, it kind of it's crazy to me that you didn't like songs like Bad Things more than because you didn't even bring up that song, and I thought you'd really like that song considering you like Good Day to Be a Bad Guy. It's very much in the same vein, like kind of it's a revenge song. It the lyrics are so outrageous, it's catchy as hell. I'm just I was surprised you didn't even bring that song okay. up. Yeah, well, well but. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, I mean, so there's your first impressions uh, from both of us. But yeah, good day to be a bad guy. Obviously, that's my one B. That's your one B yeah. as well, right? Good boy. Yeah. And and do you have any stinkers on this one? I do not have any stinkers. They are not I all bangers, either. though. They're all bangers to me, but that's okay. What? Are you, their... The nine records or fucking six records deep and, and you're listing and this, they're all bangers. Yes. I, I'm telling you, man, he makes good music. Oh, my God. Even the intro? The intro's a good, yeah, it's a good intro. It's a banger. Yeah, I, I clumped that together with the first song, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true, dude. Well, okay. it is. But, uh, yeah, so so good good day to be a bad guy. I mean, uh, we, I don't know what else do we have to say about this, it. It's a good revenge song. song and it's so much fun. Like, like that yeah. fucking lead part. Dude, that follows that melody so well. That's basic. That's basic oh, shit. So that basic. is elementary. That is fucking dude ranch that is high school that is that's bogus it's silly but it's yeah. perfect it yeah. calls for it. the song calls for it and the song it is really, called really it's really a does. good day to be a bad guy but he sings like <laughs> it's a good day to be a fucking bad guy because you need that extra couple syllables in yeah. there and like that's well that's just good songwriting dude because he could it is he could just put good day to be a fucking bad guy in the song title and that would be fine like nobody would care right nobody would bat an eye but when it gets into it and you hear him say be a fucking bad guy like it's I don't know. I used to be so excited. I get so excited. Yeah, like, I do too. Oh my God. I think that's what it is. I just get really excited listening to this fucking song. And what I, what I love about that, that part too, is that he doesn't sound pissed off when he says it. He just says it like it's an everyday thing. It's so nonchalant. It's a good day to be a fucking bad guy. Like it's not, I just, I just love that there's no real anger. This is just how he is. And he's just always pissed off. He always wants to get his revenge. I fucking love it. I love it for that. Perfect, perfect song. And yeah, the, the song's just about being a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, today I'm going to make a conscious decision to be a douchebag. <laughs> that's it. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I mean, even the stick and that side or whatever, but aside from one song, I think it was just one song. I, I only have notes for one song that wasn't just part of like the overall aesthetic. But everything is just face value. Fun, cute, yeah. fun, face value. Exactly. I, I agree. Like, you... I don't think you should ever really look into his lyrics too much. I mean, I did notice going through to or going through the lyrics on this record. I feel like a lot of the songs could be like, and could also be a reference to like you know a, a girl like his emotions, a breakup song or whatever. But the way he kind of dresses it up to where it to make it very campy and fun and just over the top, and and I like that. Like I, he just doesn't take himself seriously lyrically, and that's just one thing I've always loved about him. It's just how catchy his songs are and how he doesn't take the lyrics seriously. It's just straight fun, straight up fucking fun. 
So good. Yeah, it really, really is. It's a perfect and, song. It, you got oilies in there. You, yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna bring about to bring those up too. Yeah. <laughs> like oi, oi. Went with the chugging guitars too in that pre-chorus. God, this entire so album is just like one big chug. It really is. Like from start to yeah. finish, he just fucking never stopped. Like Judd Judd over here, just fucking chugging the whole time. I love it. And see, I mean, I guess, I guess it is a criticism of his some of his more modern records, like the live with the last ten years since 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 the the this lineup of the band from twenty eleven until now is that it's just a lot of it is chuggy guitars a lot of it there's not a lot of there's not as much nuance in the music as there was prior to this the murder dolls reunion in 2010 um but it's fine i mean it's still really good but i i just kind of want to see more of a throwback to the fang bang to the early murder dolls fdq and shit like that um the chugging's great though i really really do love the chugging too i guess without without like listening to the murder doll stuff for me and the fdq stuff either i mean i don't i don't think but, anything that he's done as as wendy 13 had a lot of nuance to it it was all pretty straightforward it's just like good punk music <laughs> like like we we talk about i mean <laughs> I, I know it's not fair to compare him to like you know black flag or you know misfits or gorilla Bis- like things like that but i mean it's still pretty straight it's just as straightforward as, as those those bands, those songs, it's just as catchy, if not catchier than those, than those bands and those songs. It's just, I think what turns people off is his voice. The and voice I know that turns worst. you off. It's the fucking yeah. worst. It's the worst part I mean, of this thing. But I think that, I think that's one thing that makes him unique. Yes. Otherwise he would just be like another like pop, yeah. pop rock, horror punk band. Like, like those, like horror punk bands are like a dime a dozen. I mean, there's so many of them so you gotta stand out and i feel like that's where his vocals come in and really make him stand out on top of the really catchy songs i i i I agree i think the like the worst part of this band is his voice it's annoying but if that wasn't the case this band wouldn't be anything like who the fuck would care about this right because everything else about it is no is whatever if you took his voice the songs are really good no that's silly boy talk fuck no nah i i i I compare this band to Guttermouth. Guttermouth is a, is a shtick band, and without Mark and without the way he sings and the and the, what he's saying, that band's nothing. <laughs> like you listen to a lot, like a lot of Guttermouth yeah. albums, and if you took like the vocals out entirely, it's, it's plain old people punk. There's nothing exciting no, about yeah, it that's whatsoever. True. That's and, true, yeah. and I think that's what this is. Like this is, you take like his vocals out, and it's just like okay, whatever. These are boring, chuggy songs. I wonder what the vocals. But would also. Sound like. His music's a little bit more complex and a little bit catchier than Guttermouth. Uh, mm, I mean, come on. Nah, come I don't on. think so. It really is. I don't think so. Not for, for sure, not more complex, no. Because I don't think Guttermouth's uh, complex. I don't think these guys are complex. Well, exactly. <laughs> but catchy. Eh, There's not a very know. high bar. Not a very high bar. Yeah, it it's, it's, I mean, it's, they're, they're both shtick bands. And that's fine. I agree. Yeah, they are to an extent. But Wednesday 13's fucking vocals are the worst and. The worst part of this group and the only thing that makes this group even like worthwhile. <laughs> I mean, he is like pretty much the sole songwriter, always has been since like 1993. But um, it's just like, dude, you can't even, can, like, like, can you write one song where you don't sound like that? Like just one? Can you give us one? Nah, I can't do that. <laughs> I will say though, when I when I saw him last week, dude, his voice, he sounds perfect. Like, 
perfect in the sense that he sounds just like the record. He could still hit those those high fucking screams. He could hit the lower guttural stuff. I was I was honestly very very impressed with his his vocal performance. He can hit a lot of the highs and a lot of the lows that a lot of singers can't do. I mean, regardless of whether or not you like his voice, he can do he can do quite a bit vocally. He has just, a lot of character to his voice. He does have I will say okay, he does have a lot of character to his voice. To say that like he has a good voice, I, I don't know because he doesn't utilize it very often. He likes to stay True. in that, that flat range. He likes to stay right in that middle that makes the band unique, and so I get it, but he does stay in that mid range a lot. He does. No, you're right. You're right. He'll drop it pretty low, like more modern Wednesday, especially on this record in Necrophase, he'll the drop it much lower. Low. Yeah, it is. Horror, yeah, horrifier. Horrifier. It's, it's like, it's over the top low. But, you know, watching him play some of those old, old Murder Doll songs and, and Frankenstein Drag Queen songs last week, like, he, I mean, a lot of those, there's some high fucking screaming, high singing, and he, fuck, the dude's like mid to late 40s, and he fucking, it still sounds, he still sounds fucking good. He really, really does. And I wish he would bring back some of that, that nuance, that, the dynamic a little bit more on the newer records. Um, and that's, that's honestly why horrifier is a little bit lower is because it's, it's pretty much a straight shot. Like it's not that every song is the same, but you, you know what you're going to get. There's not <laughs> a lot of, they're all pretty much the same. Well, that's stupid. That's, no, like on this album, the, all these songs, like oh, are fucking, the, okay. they're all mid range. They, they all, they all start yeah. and kind of end the same. Maybe a little bit slower, faster here and there, but it's all, it's all pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I want. It's good, man. It's good. So yeah, good day to be a bad guy. Both of our number ones. So what, what's your what's your two B? Your two banger. Warfire, baby. That's my that's my two B as well. Yeah, so, so fucking much fun good. to sing. Dude, this <laughs> fucking chug is the best. This chug is like the best yeah. in the album. One of the best things he's ever done. It reminds me of the intro very part Metallica. Also to Songs for the Deaf. Like that. Yeah. I don't know. Like what when girls hitting those like drum beats and it's coming in that yeah it reminds me of that I can hear that I can hear that it's in the end I to me I hear a lot of Metallica chugging I really hear a lot of that on this record more so than than his other records a lot of Metallica kind of chugging the a lot of downstrokes um, especially in the verses but um, that pre-chorus man even before he gets to the part where he says horrifier the um the, the pre-chorus and I guess kind of chorus too it's long but it's fucking catchy man he has a good way of of kind of like subtly building into the big horror fire chorus he's really good at that and he does it on on like a lot of his like more ballad songs like on we all die on silver bullets off of um uh, calling all corpses and stuff like that some of the stuff on fang bang he's he's really good at doing some good good subtle building during the the pre-choruses that explode in the chorus so it's it's good it's good shit man this is a great song it's good i i like it a lot i again i think it's it's just good that doom 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 it's just, i yeah, love how like all mid-range chug <laughs> that that kind of the the palm muted you know the palm muted chugs that that match the horrifier doom 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 yeah. it's just so it's yeah. so elementary man it's so elementary but it's fucking amazing. He yeah. fucking pulls it off. He pulls it off so well. Like Doesn't, most bands, you would think, oh, dude, this is fucking lame. This is this is just like why, why, just why. But for whatever reason, Wednesday just he can pull this kind of shit off. 
See, like he's okay. done it so well for decades. Now, now I'm gonna like see something nice about this band and shit another band that you love so much. But <laughs> like, why can't Ghost be like this? Like, Ghost is a band that okay. has a shtick, and they're fucking garbage compared to like well, Wednesday. Ghost have one one good album, and otherwise it's like, dude, that band Ghost kind of fucking sucks, man. Like, they're really not very good. But Wednesday Thirteen, kind of like same shtick, same same commitment to the bit, but. Like why is this good but Ghost is not good? I think I think Ghost is more just they're, they're more pop friendly, they're more pop rock than anything else. Like they they seem almost like like their entire thing shtick is is completely it's all show, but it doesn't seem as genuine as Wednesday. Like Wednesday like when you listen to when you listen to read his lyrics and listen to his music, you're like clearly this guy watches a lot of horror movies. Clearly he loves GI Joe. Clearly he loves like stupid action movies like the guy is very specific he's he seems like a giant fucking dork when it comes to ghost i feel like the music he tobias writes is very kind of derivative of like metal music but also lyrically it's like it doesn't come from like a like a like a a natural place like it's not something like he normally it's not things he likes it's all everything about ghost is very derivative and i do love ghost i love all their records but it definitely is derivative metal music. And I think Wednesday is just, he's just, he's too honest and he just doesn't care. I think he just, he sings about what he wants to and he just doesn't, he's, he's a fucking giant dork. Like watching interviews with the guy, the guy has a whole bedroom in his house dedicated to action figures. He has like every GI Joe action figure ever made still in its package, (laughs) just hanging up on his wall. Like, like he's just, he's so upset. He's just one of those kind of dorks, you know, that just gets super obsessed with shit like that. And I, I, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't seem fake. He's well, just like the best word to, use to describe both the ghost and Wednesday 13 is honest. And I think, oh, oh yeah. I think when, when ghost does it, it's, it's disingenuous. It's like, dude, you're putting mm-hmm. on a mask and pretending to be a character. When Wednesday does it, even though I don't really particularly like it, I don't think he's putting on a mask. I think he's just being himself, and that's what. Yeah, I think he, it comes off I think like he's natural. Being, he's becoming he's he's becoming an exaggerated version of himself. He's still there, but it's obviously exaggerated. With Ghost, I feel like everything is is disingenuous. It's all there for show. That's yeah. how I feel about that about Tobias and Ghost. I'm mind you, I still love the band. I still think their records are amazing. But yeah, Wednesday takes the cake on being a giant dork and just kind of doing what he loves. So yeah, respect that. Anyway, even though I don't yeah, like me it. Me too. All right, so horrifier, horrifier number two, number two, dude, we're flying through this. I can't well, believe it again. Like the lyrics too. Like, what, do you want to talk about the lyrics? What do you, what do you want to hear? I mean, horrifier. It's just about like evil taking over and killing everybody. <laughs> I kind of like the lyrics on this one. They're just so over the top stupid. Just, this is he not has, even he, the most over the top stupid on the, on the album either. It's not at all. But I just love how he just, he talks about like dismembering and like eating dead bodies. And it's just like, dude, <laughs> and, but it's, but it's not done in like a, like a gross like way. Like it's just done in such a tongue in cheek, silly, silly way. It's just, I, I can't even explain it. It's just so ridiculous. I love it though. Good. But anyway, yeah. 
Anyway. Huh? Anyway. Anyway. Also, did you did you notice that um like how connected they are to like the bullets and octane camp? I saw that they did like a some Wikipedia. I I, I saw like links and stuff. Um, that so I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. But that's about it, I guess. But then you mentioned yeah, Ty so Smith, like, right? And then, yeah, so so like Jack, the guitar player in Wednesday, um, he's been with Wednesday's solo band since 2011. He was in the second iteration of Murder Dolls on that one record. He played bass on the Murder Dolls record, or he didn't play bass on it, but he was played bass on the, that tour. And uh, and Jack was in Bullets and Octane. He was on the he he wrote and played on the Revelry, which we've talked about on the podcast a lot. Um, he was also on another later Bullets record. Um, and then he joined Wednesday's band and then Brent, the bass player for bullets and octane played on pretty much every bullets record. Um, he produced several of Wednesday's records, this particular one, horrifier Jack actually produced this record with Wednesday. They co-produced this one and Brent was the engineer on this one. And I believe Brent mixed this record as well. I know he mixed several of Wednesday's other records, but I'm pretty sure he mixed this one as well. So it's like the bullets camp are pretty entwined with uh, with Wednesday, which is pretty cool too. And it's all because they, they did one tiny tour together in 2008 or 2009. And that like friendship spawned what Wednesday 13 is now. It's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty cool. A one tiny this, little bullets and, and gunfire 76 tour. A lot of this like makes sense though. Cause Gene bullets very much like Wednesday, very much like ghost. That's a persona. That's a larger than life yeah, persona. Yeah. And I, I don't know what he's like in real life, but it seems pretty, pretty honest. Like that's probably close to what he wants to become in real life. Mm-hmm. And the music is kind of the same. Like one's just a little bit more aggressive and lyrical content and a lot chuggier, but like Wednesday pretty much just plays rock and roll and pop punk. And that's, that's he what does. like bullets and octane is. Yeah, you're right. Did you, you didn't listen to that gunfire 76 record, right? Uh, uh-uh. Yeah, so Wednesday had a, had a one-off um, record with a guy named Todd Youth who played with who was in Danzig's band for a long time, um, but so yeah, he did this one-off band, one record called Gunfire '76, and he, they did like one tour, and they toured with Bullets and Octane because Gunfire and Bullets and Octane. So that's pretty much why they toured together that one time, and then because of that tour, that's how Jack and Brent got involved, and Sky got involved with uh, with with Wednesday. But yeah, just. Okay. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Kind of crazy how that all kind of plays together. And then also with Horrifier, this this particular record, um this is they 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 wrote and recorded this record when it when COVID was happening and nobody was leaving their house. So Wednesday actually ended up building, he lives in Burbank from what I gather, and he ended up building a a whole studio at his house during the COVID stuff, and they recorded the entire record at his house in this like <laughs> one this one like you know like 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 converted garage on the property they they did they did this entire record at his house and i thought damn dude for how like big and heavy and just the production of this record dude they did it in a fucking garage and then we get the fucking blink record that slick ass fucking product that's <laughs> done in this big huge multi-million dollar studio who's done like gets, fucking 13 studios <laughs> exactly and then you get fucking wednesday 13 doing this in his garage and you get this like come on man you gotta admit that's pretty fucking impressive like this is a good sonically this is a good sounding record because production wise everything this is a good sounding record because there's not much depth to it 
Same with Blink. There's not a lot of depth there. They spent over a year yeah. recording and, and making that record. And that's what we get. And Wednesday 13 did this in like a couple months. But even like, like just, just, just sonically and quality wise. Come on, man. The drumming on this, there's no depth to it. There's no, there's no, no loudness. There's no quiet. It's not even, honestly, it's not even very good. And like the bass, like the bass doesn't ever really shine through and never like take in the front. It's, it's, it's except for the last song, but it's yeah. But the, the, this band is just Wednesday or the, yeah. Wednesday 13 him and then yeah. the guitar, a chunky guitar. No, That's right. it. Everything else just is like flat, but not flat in a way where it sounds bad. It's just, it's just quiet and just, it never, there's no dynamics to it. There's more dynamics to this than the new blink record. You know, you're just you're you're. It's you're, true though. Poking the fucking bear. It's true. Dude, I'm not poking. poking. What you're fucking doing? But it's true, dude. It's 100 oh, percent true. I my point is, you can still get a great sound out of a record by recording in like a makeshift studio, in a fucking garage, the same way you can doing a slick ass studio at Travis's house and fucking. You know what I don't like about this record is what? the snare tone. That's what I don't like. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I honestly though, I, I kind I of agree with you. This, of, of I, everybody else and you, I, I kind of agree that. with you. The snare isn't that great on this. Oh my on this, god! But it's not. It's not as like fucking horrendous as the the Blink record, dude. What? Where you? Ease off. What is going on here? Why are you so you feisty mean? all of a sudden? I'm not feisty. I'm just. I'm just telling you how it is. We're like, not just because about the Blink record. Now you're all mad at the Blink record for some reason. You're defending like something that shouldn't. I'm be not defended. even defending. I'm just wondering why you you're still, like, so, you're still so angry about the Blink record. You're just still wearing your goggles. Your goggles. Your prescription goggles. That's what I actually going wasn't on. wearing any Blink goggles at the time. I I I, oh. I was supposed to be wearing my prescriptions, but I took them out. <laughs> you're cheaters. Um, cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> still gets me. I saw your mom post something a couple weeks ago talking about how she has to use her cheaters. She said that? You see that shit? Yeah, like on Facebook. She made like a Facebook post. She's like, <laughs> my eyes are, she said something like, my eyes aren't as good as they used to be, so I got to wear my cheaters or something Dude, like that. cheaters. It's so oh, good. It's so fucking funny. Seeing your mom write that on Facebook was so fucking funny. Can't wait till I need cheaters. I probably need cheaters now, actually. <laughs> Dude, I need them so bad. My eyes are fucked. Yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about. Anyway, about prescriptions about and getting old and boring yeah. stuff. God we're talking damn. about good stuff. Wednesday 13. Yeah. We're in good season, baby. Come on. Yeah, we're good season. We thought we were. Um, <sighs> oh my god, you're the worst. Anyway, let's move on. What's what's your three B? Insides out. <laughs> That's my three B too. <laughs> so annoying. damn, dude. The second track. Um, I mean, the first track is just a an intro, minute long intro, building up that. Well, let's talk about the intro real quick. Has that like kind of '80s dark synth, kind of Stranger Things thing yeah. going on? Michael Myers kind of thing going on. Um, which is, you know, right up Wednesday's path right there. But and then yeah, inside inside's out, super heavy, dark, chuggy riff. Um, really it, honestly this this song sets the stage for the rest of the record, right? Yeah, I agree. It's like everything's good, here. Man. The song is fucking dope. It's incredibly sludgy. And that squeal sound, remember like earlier mm-hmm. in some of the records, he overused that sound. It's back. Yeah. And he's using like it on like on condolences. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like it, that's that's like an '80s horror movie, like a '90s horror movie, like a slasher film. That's what they did. That wee, yeah. that I don't know. That, I don't know what you call it, but that squeals. Well, it's kind of, it's it's also kind of throwing back to corn, like early corn records, the first two corn records, using a lot of like the Halloweeny high pitch, like the the super heavy low seven string guitar, and then really the high pitched 
thing to kind of the back and forth, the dynamic. But in this song, like, I mean, he, the way Roman hits those fucking, those wahs, those really high wah hits, it's like, it screeches, man. But it sounds, it's good. It sounds really good. It's just enough screech to not be annoying. Yeah. And the way he says, insides out. It's so, so dumb, stupid. Dude. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's just that, that screech is, it's something else, man. It's so good. And he, and then he also kind of sings in the, like that deeper kind of more threatening tone. And he's just kind of like trudging along like some like super sludgy. And then, yeah, then it drops into that chorus, the insides out. It's you know, so I, good. I also get like a lot of CKY vibes from this song and just like this album in general. Okay. Just, just that kind of like, I don't know, that kind of like sludgier, softer thing. And, and I wish CKY were a little bit more just less fun. complex. Just less complex riffs, you know. Yeah, and just I I, I wish CKY were a little more fun like this because I mean this is fun. I mean, the records I don't like are still fun, but I wish CKY was more fun. <laughs> Me too. Me too. But yeah, no, it's a good but, song. And like like uh, later on with those double bass parts, like that's a cool part. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, there's some good stuff there. Ominous. Otherwise, like you know, drumming wise, I don't think there's anything too fancy. But I mean, really, the Wednesday, I mean. His solo stuff isn't known. The drumming isn't like a key part of the songs. I mean, he's got Murder Dolls. That's different. Him, so that's all right. Well, that's stupid. Oh, but um, oh yeah. So what do you got lyrically on this one? Uh, it's about cutting open his lover to expose their insides. <laughs> yeah, just about slowly killing someone who wronged him. That's what that's it is. Really and it's yeah. pretty, pretty graphic, pretty graphic stuff. You don't, you don't always like hear what he's saying though. Like, no. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't read the lyrics like the first time I listened to it and like, I pick up on things here and there and the insides out part obviously was easy to pick up on. But after reading the lyrics, like damn bro, that is what you're saying. That's pretty, <laughs> well, that's something. And now, I now I take this knife and with it, I'll take your life. Like, okay. Well, <laughs> Those are words. Pretty dark stuff. <laughs> Pretty dark stuff, yeah. All right. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. 3B. All right. 3B. So what's your four? Scroll down, down, down. Christine, Fury in the Night. Christine, yeah. This is my 5B. Oh. Yeah. So what do you got on this one? Based Dude. off of Stephen King. Just fuck yeah. Like we just have another chug song. That's what I want. Yeah. And I just I love these like punker chug songs. And that's what this is. And it's incredibly fun. And I just imagine like a live show of this would just be absolutely wild. And like I don't think I've ever gone to a Wednesday show, but I imagine like a Wednesday show, there's just no it's not like going to a no effect show. Like no effect show is eighty percent fun, twenty percent fucking white supremacist douchebags. I feel like a Wednesday thirteen show is just one hundred percent fun. Everybody's there. He's like, why would you go? Like, like you don't yeah, want to do a Wednesday 13 show if you're a douchebag, right? No, you're right. Like, Wednesday 13 shows are, it's just a bunch of, like, dorks. Um, everybody knows the, every word to every song. Everybody's singing along. There's not a ton of moshing. Um, it's just more like everybody's just kind of, like, entranced by the by the music. It's it's a weird, Wednesday shows are, are a weird experience, for sure. Like, I, when I saw them last week, it was a sold-out show at the Whiskey and I mean, there was, I mean, there were pits every once in a while, but it was like, it wasn't like going to a normal punk show or even like a normal metal show. It was more just, everybody just wanted to be there. 
to sing along to the songs and just everyone was smiling, having a good time. So that was really cool. It's it's a very happy it's a very happy experience going to a Wednesday show. I will say that. I do think you but need not like, like a, a higher sense. a higher tolerance for this movie so or this, not this music. So like if you're kind of an asshole, I think just the music in general will turn you off. So you have to Yeah. You have I to kind so. of be like like a like a nerd or a freak or something at heart to enjoy this kind of thing. But man, dude, I mean, I, I realize we're we're close to Halloween when I went to the show, but I mean, every Wednesday show I've been to, I mean, people people really do dress up to go to these shows, like the makeup, the clothes, and it's just like, I kind of wonder, like, at this age, like, are you still going out as much like this? Like, are you, every day, are you, are you putting on all this makeup? Are you dressing up like this every day? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, at, in our mid-30s now, if all these people I've always seen at these shows dress like this outside outside of the, the shows but because it's a lot of work man it's a lot of work dressing like that and i don't know a lot of pressure too yeah yeah true i mean like are you yeah. gonna dress up tomorrow no well, i guess you don't go anywhere like well, i don't you work from home right so i what was the point? most of the time yeah yeah i mean i, I usually I, I just have a wig i throw on so i'll probably throw on a wig when i go to work but um i, I don't know i feel like if <laughs> you're it's halloween Oh, because it's Halloween, yeah. Yeah, what the fuck else would I be talking about? I don't know what you were talking about. I have no idea what you were talking about at first, but now I understand. Yeah, it's because it's Halloween. Halloween. Like, if you're, I don't know, if you're an adult and you don't dress up on Halloween, then I truly do think you're a monster. I'm a fucking monster. I hate dressing up. I I think that's fucking bomb. Like, at least put an eye patch on (laughs) or something. Do something fucking fun. It's for, yeah, come on. Come on. Unless I have kids, like, I'm not going to, I don't care. That's, 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 that's something. What do you mean that's something? Like, why can't, like, one day a year, dude, like, Halloween is for, it's not just for kids, it's for everybody, and, and you know, as a society, we've, we've made it okay, and it's like, just dress up one day a year, be somebody that you, that you wanted to be, or you don't want to be, just be somebody else. I just, I've never, even as a kid, I didn't, I never liked dressing up. God damn it. Yeah, I know. Why I never are did. you the way that you are? I did. I did dress up for a party last weekend, though. I went to a Halloween party last weekend. I dressed up like as a skeleton. skeleton. Oh my god! Yeah, fucking skeleton. Basic, basic bitch. Dude, that's the most I've dressed up for Halloween in probably ten years. Yeah. Wow, oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> so, it's not for me, man. Not for me. Well, but sometimes it's not all about you. It's about other people. Well, it's also about me. Well, it's always about you. The whole, but Halloween the world should be about ro- other people. around me. But it revolves around me. You're part of a society. If everybody dresses I'm up, the only everybody thing has a good matters. time. It brings morale up. It brings human yeah. civilization Debatable. morale up. Debatable. Anyway, back to Christine Fury in the Night. This is based off of a Stephen King novel called Christine about like a teenage kid. I never read the book, but I just read a quick synopsis. He like falls in love with his car, and then his car like has its own like takes over and kills people. I guess I don't yeah. know. So yeah, that's what the, I think there was even a movie made about it in like the eighties or something. Yeah, I read the book. You, okay, now I know. Nah, that. I didn't read the book. Sloan, Sloan likes the movie read. and maybe watch the movie. So <laughs> I know read, I know how to read. I don't. I just don't. I choose not to. <laughs> Debatable. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, so yeah, this is like a heavier, faster song as well. Uh, it really just kind of like drives along really well with that beat. The lead guitar. Super, super solid. 
um, goes along with the menacing vocals really well as well. This is uh, it's a good one, man. Yeah, really, really good. I like the lead guitar parts; keeps it interesting. That's kind of like the it first does. time in the album where we really get really squirrely lead guitar parts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You also get like this kind of like non-traditional kind of catchy chorus as well. Like he, it's almost I don't want to say a spoken word, but it's like a very subtle melody, but it's very very catchy for some reason. I like it. It's a good song. Pretty, so, pretty good. Yeah. What's your 4B? My 4B is, uh, fuck, what song is it? It's uh, Return to Haddonfield, ah. the sequel. The sequel song. You don't like this one? Well, I thought, I thought, I've been fucking, my 4B, my 5B is You're So Hideous. So if your 4B was You're So Hideous. You're then, So Hideous, my 6B. Okay. All right. Mind you, there's only 11 songs. So um, <laughs> we're almost done. Uh, but uh, what is Return to Haddonfield? Is it for you? This is my least favorite song on the album. No shit. Are you stupid? Yeah. This is just, dude, this is too aggressively <laughs> cheesy. And I get it. It's not just That's like, the point. It's a throwback to like the early Haddonfield track that he had. Yes. But, like, oh my God, dude. Ugh. Yeah, another song about fucking Halloween. Yeah, just what society needs. Low hanging fruit. About Michael, here. about the movie Halloween, the lore. It's the return to Haddonfield. Yeah. Yes, Haddonfield was Ugh. a song he wrote about you know the movie Halloween and Michael Myers and shit. And that was one of my Fang biggest Bang record. I know it's a great fucking song, and that was on Fang Bang. So this is the the sequel to that song, and he, even in the chorus, he it's kind of like a little bit of an interpolation of the 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 chorus in the first Haddonfield song. So I, I love like he uses some of the same lyrics. The melody is pretty similar too. It's a great fucking throwback. A great sequel. Oh, I don't say throwback. A great sequel to the the first Haddonfield yeah, it's song. It's fine. Ah, you're fucking crazy, man. You're crazy. It's fine. But I mean, solid lead, man. Following that, following that chorus and that vocal melody. It's so good, man. And then it gets super chuggy and nasty sounding during the verses. How do, how can you not like this? Song? And like the way he says Haddonfield too, right? Like he's like being all spooky about it. Haddonfield. He's a spooky guy. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> too old for this now. <laughs> listen to fucking guy who who like won't dress up on Halloween because he's too cool for school, but listen to Haddonfield. You can't see my I'm fingers, not- but I'm doing spooky <laughs> fingers right now. <laughs> Spooky fingers. I'm not too cool to listen to Wednesday Thirteen. Come on, dude. You're such a fucking poser. Come on. But also, the the solo is really cool too. It's like a short and sweet solo. Nothing too flashy. There's some cool little like pig squeals, some little pinch harmonics there. But I mean, overall, it's it's a fucking solid solo. I love how he didn't he didn't church it up too much. So it's yeah, it's really good. good. It's good. It's a good solo. It's fucking fantastic. Oh, it's a good solo. Okay. Okay, so return to Haddonfield. Uh, it's my f- my five, right? That was your five or four. No, it was my f- my four. My four. Yeah. My five was Christine. Your five was you're so hideous, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> this is a good one too. So what I, you got on I, this one? dude, I first of all, I love this song because it's so rude. Like that's what I like about this the most. <laughs> it's really rude, and it's just like. <laughs> Even even before reading the lyrics, I, you like you can hear him say these things like, "Damn, man, you're kind of an asshole." Like, what? Why are you so? Why are you so aggressively mean? But it's cool because I like this slower pacing, right? This like halftime stuffs compared to all the other songs that are just immediately fast. But then, yeah. like, I don't want a whole song of that. And this one, like, this one's perfect because it drops back into the fun thing that I want—the fun chug. That's what I want. That's all I need. Yeah. 
it's it's a pretty mid tempo song, um, and the, the chorus hits so fucking hard with that catchy lead and him just saying, "You're so hideous, so so hideous." Like it, just the word "hideous" is just it's so offensive. That's very that's a very disrespectful way to call God, somebody. Like you can call somebody yes. ugly all day. You call them hideous, yeah. and that that hurts. Yeah, that's really. It's it's a really it's a really cutting insult for nobody sure. nobody uses it. <laughs> yeah, nobody unless it's like you're absolutely disgusted with anything. You would you just don't use that <laughs> word hideous. <laughs> That's a good word. Let's bring it back. But like but like lyrically, you know, I, to me it's him talking about like just just somebody like like a girl who's just so beautiful but her personality is just it's hideous. It's gross. She tears everyone down and she destroys everyone around her in relationships, but she's just beautiful. So people let it happen. But I love how he just like talks about her character, her personality as being hideous. Yeah. That's man. That's a, that's just, it is offensive. It, it really is. It's good. I mean, that, that's that, that I, I, I get with you on that one because he says your looks, your looks that kill got you so obsessed. Yeah. Like that line is just like your looks that could kill right? a good looking person. Got you so obsessed, got me so obsessed over you, but like you're the fucking worst person I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Yep. It's a good Hideous. song, though. It's a good song. It's a good song. Man, I, I, I really, I just, going back to that lead guitar, too, the way, the way it just kind of plays under him saying you're so hideous is, it's just so cutting. <laughs> Lyrically, vocally, musically with that lead guitar, it's just such a cutting fucking chorus, such a cutting line, really. But uh, it's a good one, man. You're so hideous. From the Wednesday Thirteens. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. That was um, that was actually my last B. That was your last B. Okay. I have so I have I have hell is coming. That one's like uh-huh. super goddamn close to a B because there's a lot of things that, that I I love about this song, but then there's mm-hmm. some shit that I fucking can't stand. So that was almost That's my a nine B. B. That's my nine B. I got like yeah, super like savage vibes there, like like master reality sounding shit on that one. Yeah, see, I I get a ton of stoner rock kind of vibes or feels to this one. I think it's I think honestly, Hell Is Coming is the heaviest song on the record too. It's definitely not the catchiest, but it's menacing, heavy, stoner rock kind of trudges along. Along, it's um it reminds me a little of Pantera as well. Like okay. the more menacing Pantera, not like the. Kind of not the glossy kind of Pantera you hear, but Walk. definitely the yeah. I don't know. Tell's coming is a good. It's a good song though. He's just pissed at everyone. He wants his revenge, and he just wants to make it painful for everyone. Yeah, so being a vengeful <laughs> bitch. I like just, it. Well, I like okay. it too. Love so the straightforward lyrics. Bitch. That's fine. Love the straightforward lyrics, yeah. but um, really, I mean, I think the only other song to talk about is the other side because. Yeah. This, it's the this song, yeah, it's the outlier. It's my it's my least favorite song on the record, but it's the most heartfelt song because this this whole album was dedicated to Joey Jordison who died in 2021, and um, obviously without Joey, Wednesday would not have a career. Like when I saw him last week, he said straight up, you know, this show is dedicated to Joey and Ben Graves, who Ben Graves was the original drummer for Murder Dolls, and he died in 2018. And he said, I mean, so the whole show was dedicated to them. The whole tour was. And, uh, but he said, if it wasn't for Joey, he'd have no career. He would be nowhere in life if Joey hadn't, hadn't 
you know, called him because he was working because at the time Wednesday was working at Kmart. He had put out like the four or five FTQ records and he was playing like a little punk band called The Rejects and working at Kmart, Kmart in North Carolina and out of nowhere, you know, Slipknot was on top of the world after Iowa and Joey all of a sudden just out of nowhere, out of the blue, calls Wednesday 13 at home, leaves him a, leaves him a, a not even a voicemail, but a, a, you know, a message on his answering machine old school answering machine saying, I love your music in Frankenstein drag Queens. I'd love to work together. Let's do something. And Wednesday said that was like that, that phone call changed his entire life. Well, yeah, dude, what the fuck? It's like fucking insane. Fuck, right. One of the biggest rock drummers, like of the time right now, like leaves you a random voicemail at home for your yeah. little fucking rinky dink operation in North Carolina. Yeah. And, and apparently Joey found like a, like a CD, like randomly, like he, I think he was like in Europe or something. And and he came across the CD like with some cool artwork, so he checked it out, and it happened to be Frankenstein Drag Queens, and that's how he discovered Wednesday, and the rest is history. Yeah, fucking wild, right? That's crazy. Yeah, but yeah. Without Joey, Wednesday would have, I mean, he would have no career whatsoever. I believe. So I mean, he like, needed that. Joey he gave needed him that shot. catapult. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he needed that catapult. But yeah, I don't know. So yeah, the, the whole show was dedicated to Joey and this song, The Other Side, is about, you know, seeing him on the other side, missing him, wishing that they, you know, toward the end they had a better relationship, that they had talked more and this and that. So Yeah. Um, it's a really there's, sad there's song. A lot of, there's a lot of like regret in the song. And mm-hmm. it's uh it was it was weird. It was weird, especially this week, because I'd never paid attention to the lyrics until this week. And reading them, I was like, God damn, what the fuck? Like this is this is sad. I had to know it was about Joey, so that was uh, makes sense. Though. Yeah, but, yeah, it yeah, it's about Joey. Yeah, and because like Murder Dolls reformed in 2010, they did that one record. Just Wednesday and Joey did that one record. They did the tour, which I Tammy I dragged Tammy to at the Glass House, and then they did that tour, and then that was it. And then after that, Joey and Wednesday they didn't speak to each other for until like 2019. Wednesday was on tour. And Joey had been out of Slipknot for years, completely just kind of was doing his own thing in the metal world. And then Wednesday, the band was just going through through Iowa, through Des Moines, and they decided to reach out to Joey just to as a hangout. And that was the last time he saw him. It was like late 2019 when Wednesday was on tour, and then he died in 2021. So yeah, Why did they stop talking? Are they mad or just life? It's just life. No hard feelings. It was just like after the first Murder Dolls breakup in 2004, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a bad split. It was just like, that. that's it. We did what we needed to do. Let's kind of do our own thing now. And then for six years, that's how it was. Then they got back together and did the second Murder Dolls record in 2010. And then the same thing happened. They just kind of went their separate ways. And then all this shit happened with Joey with his disease and he got fired from Slipknot. And then that spiral into the stuff that Joey did and then yeah so they never really reconnected until 2019 right before he died you know and that makes stuff but that makes that makes like the blink record a little bit more special too because like what like Mark could have been like Mark could be dead this record could not have happened like it is quite possible but it did and and they got back together so I, I think like that's that's something to celebrate that's something to be excited for okay yeah absolutely stop hating it so much yeah Cause look at this. I I, I agree. Cause look at this. I mean, they could have. They've always. They had always talked about doing another Murder Dolls record. 
you know, during the hiatuses, but they're like, oh, we just have to make sure our schedules line up and we'll, we'll do another Murder Dolls record. But then Joey died and it never happened. So, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. And the death of Joey Jordison. Sad shit, man. The, the One of the few celebrities that, man, dude, that, that shit, that, that hit me hard, celebrity-wise. But, yeah. He's in, Rupert's in here. He's in here. Fucking <laughs> like Ruben. Frantic. Because he, he wants to hang out with me. He wants to hang out with me. He's been in here the whole time. He's afraid of the vacuum. He's, he's afraid of the vacuum, Jeff said. He's afraid of the vacuum. Yeah, he is. That's why he's in here. <laughs> but oh, but yeah, so so that's what yeah, really that's what that song was about. The other side, and then what do you think of the the artwork? Kind of like I guess we could just kind of wrap it up. I mean, this is a short episode, like not even an hour in. And that that's not that's not like a like a a testament to how shitty this record is or it's him. Not shitty. It's just it's just <laughs> there's not a lot here. Uh, Come on, so like honestly, here. is there a lot of here really though? Like, like had we done like Fang Bang or had we done Transylvania, dude, I could be go, I could go for hours. What would you talk about though, dude? I could talk about every single song. I could, dude, I would break down every single one of those songs. But we would just say the same thing. We'd say I like the chuggy part of this. I like no, how this is no, pop no, no, punk. No. You wouldn't say like, oh, I like. Nah. How no, what the fuck out of here. No, I'd bring, I'd bring, I'd bring more to the table. But Horrifier is also like very new. Um, I'm not as familiar with it as I am with other records. I do love the record. And like I told you before, I'd be down to do any Wednesday record. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't think it holds the depth that Transylvania and Fang Bang and some of his other records have. Like, like if we did monsters of the, of the universe, we can go down the conspiracy rabbit holes and all that kind of shit. Oh, so we're um, just talking about things outside of Wednesday 13. That's cool. Um, no, I because like it's all related here. to Wednesday, but that's fine. I like the artwork. I do. I dig it. I think this is like one of the best, the best pieces of artwork he's done for an album cover. It's so rad, like that that kind of Dracula castle look, with like the the blood moon behind it, and then his face is like on the, like the gate or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah the fucking, big it's tall bridges cover, and just like it looks, I don't know, it looks like sick. the hero in the front right there, right, or the yeah. person on the horse. Like it's just it's just a cool, like gothic looking piece of art. Yeah, it's it's like one of those super detailed kind of like oil paintings too. Like, damn, dude, it's fucking killer. I love love this album artwork. I forgot the guy who did it. I I don't know why. I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, no, the artwork is absolutely killer. The colors too. It's like the mostly black with like the the reds and pinks, and it's a it's a killer album cover for sure. Pretty good, pretty pretty good. And the and the fucking deluxe vinyl edition came with a Ouija board. Yeah, I wish I would have bought, but I didn't know if I liked the red. The album I think the it was like a, I think it was like a red and black, red, red, white and black splatter as well. Not the, not just like the all, just the typical black vinyl. Yeah, you know, like I mean, the pictures of it looks amazing. It looks fucking rad. I would have bought it too, but it was like thirty dollars. It was like thirty dollars more than the standard edition. Yeah, well, now it's like come on, eighty bucks or hundred or something. I know it's stupid. Stupid, but yep. um, anyway, let's give right. our uh, let's let's give our final thoughts on this record, uh, and then rate it based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, but give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So, what do you got? Go. Ah, 
much like much like my favorite gutter mouth album musical monkey it's 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 one dimensional there's not much to musical monkey if you don't if you don't like the way he sings what he's singing about then the record is is flat and boring but i like it so i get why you like this i get why people like this stuff because it, it's really no different right it's it's mm-hmm. it's a one dimensional thing and if you like that one thing that he does like you fucking love that one thing that he does and this just happened to be my i don't know i i it 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 it's all has to do with it's a good day to be a bad guy because i think if that song had not come out had i not attached myself to that song we probably wouldn't be doing this and it would be tough to even get me to do True. this at all ever because i don't yeah. hate this band even though i i make fun of them a lot I just I just don't think there's a lot here. There's not a lot here for me. So this one was fun because it was chuggy and it was just that, that's what I'm into right now. Like I ever since like Acid Mammoth in the pandemic. Like I've been really into like the the stoner rock and the sludge stuff so and the weird. doom metal and it's just that's what I'm into right now. That's why Master Reality is my favorite Sabbath album at the time or at the moment. So I was just I like this album. That's not to say that it's not one dimensional because I think it is. I think it's superficial and there's not much depth there. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing <sighs> wrong with that. I um I use two point five. Damn. Yeah. I use two point five. I have a lot of fun with this and I really do. Oh I really do God. have fun with this. And even if you took out a good day to be a bad guy, I still think I'd rate this like two point two five, two point three. Cause I do like these other okay. songs. And even that last song. That ballad shit, like dude, the bass line's fucking side. sick in that one. It right? is when side. when that verse drops. Yeah, dude, that that bass line in that verse is fucking killer. I'm like, what better way to like end your album than like, yeah, we have, I, like, just so you guys know, we do have a bass player, and here he is on the saddest fucking song. <laughs> like, hell yeah, yeah. Like uh, what, what also, which I didn't bring up with the other side, but so that's like more of like a like a softer kind of you know, so just a different kind of song that that Wednesday would normally write. And and one of Joey's favorite songs that Wednesday ever did was um, "Welcome to the Strange," which was on which was on the the first Murder Dolls record. But he had also kind of done a version of that with FTQ, and that was his favorite song. And that "Welcome to the Strange" is is a completely different sounding song than anything on that Murder Dolls record for sure. It's just a very very different song, and uh, and also Paul from Slipknot before Paul died. Um, that was also his favorite Murder Dolls song was Welcome to the Strange. And uh, when I saw Wednesday last week, he dedicated that song to both of them. Um, and then I think the other side is also in the, I think the other side is in the same vein as Welcome to the Strange. And I think that was intentional knowing that that Welcome to the Strange is one of Joey's favorite, or Jer- Joey's favorite song songs. So that's why he wrote a song similar to it. And I, I think it was all intentional. And I really do think that's super rad. I think it's incredible that like Joey, who's like clearly in the same mindset as Wednesday, just saw artwork, right? Like the, I think the same reason I saw Turnstile and thought that was cool. Like mm-hmm. something drew him to this Wednesday artwork, and they instantly became like best friends and or whatever it was, and made a lot of music together. And that's I don't know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that's some like Definitely. weird like fucking I don't know third third eye kind of shit, right? Like a different plane, man. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. 2.5. All right, so you gave it 2.5. Uh, my final thoughts on Horrifier. I, I mean, this is definitely not my favorite Wednesday record. I, I do really like it. I think it's great. 
I think it's a lot of the, the chugging stuff, a lot of the stuff that I'm not, I do like, I think he does well, but it's not my favorite part of his music. Um, and that's why it's ranked six out of nine on his, uh, on the album scale. But, um, there's some good shit here. Good day to be a bad guy. Like you said, that's an absolute banger. It's, it's a top 10 Wednesday song overall. Top like between, 10? Top 10. Between like over all of oh the Wednesday God, catalog, you know, Murder Dolls, FDQ, Maniac, um, solo stuff. Like this is like, it's, it's a top 10 song for There's sure. nine songs that are potentially better than that one. Oh, one, dude, of course. <laughs> so. And don't, don't push it. This, I might, I might push it to like top 20. Keep it up. That's Keep it up. <laughs> but but no, I really do love this record. I, I love the the sentimental aspect of it with the dedicating it to Joey, the artwork. I, I think as an overall package, I think it's awesome. Um and I just I love Wednesday thirteen. I, I don't care. I will continue to see him until he stops playing shows. I will. I, I I just absolutely, he's one of my favorite musicians of all time, hands down. I, I just, really, um, I love his music. I forgot to tell you what, what, uh, what David, the other half of the, of oh, Desert yeah. Blues record said. <laughs> what did he say? I know he, he hated it. Oh yeah. And, and this whole week I've been listening to like a lot of Wednesday and then I've been throwing some Fleetwood Mac in there. Um, spoilers. But the Wednesday stuff, I was listening <laughs> to it and then Renee came in to visit, um, or drop something off. I don't remember what it was, but I think I was on. I think it was on condolences actually, because I remember distinctively. And she's like, Oh, I kinda like this. And I was like, Really? You like this? She's like, Yeah. I said, Why? It's fucking boring, dude. And David was like, You don't like this? I said, No, this is stupid. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I thought you did like this because I was wondering why the fuck you're playing this shit the whole time. <laughs> I was like and then he was like, Oh, it's for the podcast, huh? I said, Yeah. He said, Oh, does Tyro like it? I said, Yeah, he loves this shit, dude. <laughs> oh, now it makes sense. <laughs> also, David, your your partner at Desert Desert Grooves Records, all he listens to is like obscure fucking psychedelic folk music from the nineteen sixties or brand new. <laughs> so I mean, come on, come oh, so on, so funny, or some obscure fucking jazz, you know, fucking independent release or what? what what's that? What's that fucking called? Not the independent release. Well, what private was it press. Private of like some private press that yeah. nobody's ever heard of. That's the they kind made, of shit. They made he six likes. of them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's what David likes. No offense, I think David's really cool, but he has, uh, you know, I have better taste in music. That's what it comes down to. You, you have, you, you got something. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, that's true too, I guess. But anyway, yeah, uh, Horrifier. I'm gonna give this a. Uh, I'll give this a two. I, I give this a two point five out of three. Two point five out of three. That means eight yeah. other records are at least two point five or better. The the my least favorite Wednesday thirteen record is a two point two five, and that's Condolences. Everything else after Condolences is two point five and higher. Most of them are three out of three. Just saying. <laughs> so he's got he's got ten, uh, nine, nine records, right? Yeah. So nine most of them record, that's five that's five records. So five records are three out of three. Correct, and uh, both Murder Dolls records are three out of three. Uh, all the FDQ releases, all five of them are three out of threes. What are you so? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's true. I don't make the rules, man. I don't make the rules. You don't make the rules, but you you sure don't abide by them. You you make a mockery <laughs> of the fucking grade point system, and it's that's why people don't respect our grade point system. That's why it's not. 
worldwide yet because is you think it's a joke. I take it very seriously. No, I think it's because it's too advanced for people's minds. They can't wrap their heads around it yet. We're getting there though. We've we've converted quite a few people to the to the three point rating system. Or but, um, I, I guess to like rearrange my my grade point here for a neighbor who um, doesn't <laughs> doesn't like like the our, our specific one. I give this record a two hundred and fifty out of three hundred. <sighs> Fucking Phil, man. Fucking Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a stern talking to him next month when I go out there to Arizona. Big wording. about that. Anyway. Anyway, let's. Uh, I'm. I'm good. Are, are we good? Yeah. Wednesday no, I was good before you fucking started. To be honest, but yeah, we're good. All right. I, honestly, this is the shortest episode we've ever done for an album of the week. But that's okay. Great fucking album. Great band. Love this shit. Thank you all for listening. And that's it. That's all. Dude. This will. <laughs>